wherever you're watching, we just say we thank you for tuning in today and watching. We want to just invite you. If you're ever in our area, we'd love to have you be our special guest. We'd love to meet you. It's one thing to experience it online, but it's on a whole nother level, right? It's on a whole nother level when you're in the house. Come and be our guest. We'd love to meet you today. We're in a series we've entitled, I Can't Stop. Today, I want to talk to you about the thought, I can't stop my thanks. I know, surprise, surprise, surprise. Thanksgiving weekend, pastor's going to talk about thanks. I want to be very clear and upfront about today's message. Not only is it going to reflect and give us times of reflection and an attitude of thanks, but I also want to speak to those who have never been baptized. If you've never been water baptized before, today, this message, I want you to make a decision to go public with your faith. I want you to make a decision to be obedient to what Jesus has asked us to do. And so we're going to talk about the power of our rescue, the power of the water baptism. We're going to reflect a time of thanks as well. You know, it's easy to get distracted, isn't it? It's easy to get distracted in life. It's easy to have things that, that come. We're always like, I'm going to do it, but I just haven't got it done yet. It's easy to have those moments. I'm going to. I just haven't done it. I'm going to get baptized. I just haven't had a chance yet. I'm going to in the right time. And, and let me just say today, distractions happen. Today, I want you to cut through the excuses. Today, I want you to mark through all of the excuses. I don't want to get my hair wet. It's too cold. It's all these excuses. We're going to, we're going to answer some of these questions today. I want you to cut through the excuses. And I want you to say yes to God's best for your life. You remember the, the movie Up? How many remember that movie Up? It, what a great story. What a great story. And I, I love the dog, Doug. Anybody remember the dog, Doug? What a cute dog, Doug. And Doug, always eager to help his, help his master, always eager to get up and help his owner. And when his owner was about to get in trouble, Doug was right there to help. And then all of a sudden, he would get distracted. And what would he say? Squirrel. <laughs> you know, he, he always wanted to do the right thing, but Squirrel got involved. And he would just be off forgetting what he was supposed to do. I, I think, you know, for us, it can, a lot of the things, things can happen in our life. We get distracted as well. We get distracted really, really easy. We know the right things to do. We know where God's wanting us to go. We, we know there's some things we need to do, but we get distracted very, very easy. Listen, water baptism, look at this. It becomes the outer expression of my inner transformation in our life. It's an outer expression of an inner transformation of how Jesus is changing our life. I love what Romans 6, 2 and 4, it really explains how important it is and why it has power in our life. Since we have died to sin. That's important. I need to die to my sinful nature. I need to die to that. Jesus died on the cross so that I could be forgiven of my sins breaking the power that sin has in my life. So I want to die to that. How can we continue to live in sin if we die to it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death, for we died, we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Today, baptism symbolizes that I am identifying with the burial, the burial of Jesus and the burial of my old man. And I am symbolizing that my old man is dead. And I also acknowledge this, just as Christ 
was resurrected from the dead, I also am resurrected and created a new creation. I belong to God. There's something different about my life. Water baptism becomes a moment when we realize I'm connected to Jesus through the death, burial, and resurrection. And so today, I want you to remember that God connects you in his death, burial, and resurrection. That he gave us water baptism as a sign of remembering that same power that was alive in Jesus Christ, that resurrected him from the dead, is also waiting for us. And we receive this same power when we are obedient through the Holy Spirit of being water baptized. So write this down. I have one really, really main point today, and I want you to get this, okay? Write this down. Remember your rescue. Remember your rescue. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to forget about our rescue. I remember my sister, not me, of course, but my sister, who's a lot older than me, and I'm saying that because she'll probably be watching this online later this week. Sorry, sis. My parents said that she sucked her thumb and it went beyond just baby sucking her thumb to when she was a toddler and they couldn't get her to quit sucking her thumb. So my dad said, I finally put some hot sauce on her thumb. He goes, and she couldn't suck it very long, but she would just lick it until finally she got the hot sauce off and then she goes sucking again. He goes, I tried everything, sour, hot, nothing worked. Finally gave up and realized she'll just have to outgrow it. Eventually she did. But you know, there, there was something happening here that we, we, we want to, sometimes we want to chew on the wrong thing. You know, it's kind of like our dog. You ever, you ever have a dog chew on something they wasn't supposed to? You're like, I left you home for five minutes. Come on now. You got to dig through the trash, chew this up. You got to chew my shoe up, chew this back. You don't never, why did I turn my back for five minutes and the dog, Molly's chewing something up, or Harlow's chewing something up, your dog's, it's kind of frustrating, but can we be honest today? If I can really be honest, a lot of us do the same thing. We chew on stuff we shouldn't chew on. We hang on to stuff we shouldn't hang on to. Mentally, we're doing this all the time. Instead of remembering the power of our rescue, the power of our baptism, we hang on to fear, we hang on to anxiety, we hang on to doubt, we hang on to so many things we worry about in our mind. And today I want you to rest and give thanks for your rescue. I want you to remember that Jesus gave you the power over sin in your life, that he resurrected you a new creation. Remember your rescue. Remember that Jesus saved you. Baptism is this reminder for us to stop and to chew on the goodness of God. Stop and chew on the goodness of God. Remember how good God's grace is. Remember how big God's love is. Remember how messed up my life was and your life was. Remember how much we needed God. Remember how much we needed him and he came always through for us. It reminds me that I'm connected to God. I'm connected through baptism. It reminds me I'm connected in his death. I'm connected in his resurrection. I'm connected in his burial. I remember this, what it means to me. So today, I want to read Psalms 107. We're going to spend some time in Psalms 107 here. And I want us to read and reflect. Read and give praise. Read and give thanks. It reminds us of where we are. It reminds us of our rescue. Let's start with verses 4 through 8 of Psalms 107. 
Some of us, we, we wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless. Anybody feel like you're wandering in the wilderness? No purpose, lost. Some of you, I've been, actually been lost and homeless too. Remember that? Some of you have that testimony in here. Some of you just had through seasons where you were just wandering around, lost. And seasons of being hungry and thirsty and nearly died. And then, Lord, help me, they cried in their trouble. And he what? Let's say it together. And he rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. He, he let them praise, let them what? Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for his wonderful things he has done. See, when I remember my rescue, that I was lost, that I was wandering around, lost in my own self, lost in my own sin, lost without purpose. It was God who heard my cry. It was God who sent his son to die. It was God who forgave me with his amazing grace in my life. I remember, I remember that I was lost. I was the wanderer. It wasn't just the children of Israel. It was us. We did the same thing. We forget where he brought us from. We cried, let's go back to Egypt. We always want to go back to things we shouldn't go back to. Lean on the wrong habits. Going back to past addictions. But it's God who rescues us with his amazing grace. And when we cry out to him, he always rescues us. So this morning, I want us to sing this song. And I want you just to take a minute and reflect on your rescue. Remember your time of wondering. Remember your time of saying, God, I need you. And he came and he rescued us. And he brought us out of a place of distress and despair and saved us and put our feet back on the solid rock again. Come on, let's thank him together today. Let's thank him for our rescue. And I go
I love what verses 10 and 11 and 13 and 14 say. Let's read it. Some sat in darkness. You ever been there? Utter darkness. Prisoners suffered in iron chains. Because why? Because they rebelled. See, sometimes our own rebellion leads us into the chains we have. But the good news is this. Because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He, let's say it together, and He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of the darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Wow, you mean because of my own rebellion, I had to suffer some pain and chains in my life, but when I called to the Lord, He was quick to rescue me. He came and saved me. He came and saved you. So come on, let's thank the Lord that in my rebellion, God still loved me. In my rebellion, He still came and rescued me. Come on, let's lift up His name. verse 17 it says like, like this it talks about us being fools but some became fools have you ever been foolish you ever feel like a fool some became fools through what through the rebellion through the rebellious ways and we suffered great harm and affliction because of their iniquities sometimes we just we have a lot of pain because we created a lot of drama in our life right we, we, we did a lot of foolish things that bring a lot of suffering to our life. He says they suffered affliction because of their foolish ways. They loathed all the food and drew near to the gates of death. Ever been there when you feel like, man, my life is just going downhill. My life's destroyed. There is no coming out of this. I've made too great a mistake in my life. But look what happens at the end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And what did he do? Let's say it together. And he saved them from their distress. Aren't you thankful today that God's grace and His mercy covers me not only when I'm rebellious, not only when I'm wandering in the wilderness, but it also covers me when I acted like a fool and I made foolish decisions with foolish consequences. But in my time of feeling like my life was over, that He came and brought me a new purpose. He came to bring me a new destiny. He came to bring me a new spirit. And today, I'm resurrected. Today, I'm resurrected. Come on, let's sing it to Him. The wonders are still what you do. 
time. Come on, Father, we thank you, Lord, for our rescue. God, we need you. Thank you that you did a miracle in our life and that we are now connected to the Father, connected to the Father in our water baptism. We understand that we are dead to sin. My sins are washed away and that same resurrection power is alive in my life. Turn your neighbor and say amen as you're being seated. See, Paul was wanting us to remember the power of our baptism and what it stands for in our life. God rescued us when we didn't deserve it. Water baptism symbolizes that today. So let's talk about some things. I want, I want to close with answering some of your questions about water baptism that maybe you have. I believe they're important for us as believers to understand. Uh, water baptism. What is it really, Pastor? I, I've heard of people being sprinkled. I've heard of people being splashed. I've heard of people being dunked. Well, what, what is water baptism? And let me just tell you this, that when we just look, I know there's some TikTok videos out there that are kind of funny, and I know there's other places that want to make it convenient for you, and I'm not here to bash anything. All I'm going to tell you is this, is that the biblical example we see was total immersion, that water baptism is a place where we were totally brought under and back up. Have you ever heard someone being buried halfway? No, it doesn't happen, right? It's all, they're all the way buried. And so it's all the way. It's full submersion. Even if it's just for a split second, you're completely under, and you can come right back up. And so it's important that we realize that we follow a biblical example of what water baptism is. In the New Testament, we see where the followers of Jesus 
They were saved, and then they were baptized. Then they were saved, and they were baptized. We'll see this pattern all through the book of Acts and all through the New Testament. You'll see when people gave their heart to Jesus to become a Christ follower, then they were baptized. They were baptized, and they were baptized. It's a pattern of belonging to Jesus. It's a pattern of saying, I follow Jesus. It's symbolic that I belong to Jesus, that my sins have been washed away. And that they have been washed away by the blood of Jesus. It's walk and wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Jesus' blood washes away my sins. So the waters represent me being dying to my sinful nature. I'm being washed through the blood of Jesus and resurrected with him. And resurrection power is alive in my life. What that simply means is this, that one day ain't no grave going to hold my body down, all right? That's what it means. It means that the same resurrection power that's alive, that resurrected Jesus from the dead is now alive in us. Wow. Thank you for my rescue. Not only for my rescue, but resurrection power. that's alive. And I connect to that. I acknowledge that. And I thank that when I get water baptized. Baptism is a public display of devotion to Jesus. It's a public display. Your decision to follow Jesus is a personal one, but it's not a private one. It is a personal decision. You have to make that for yourself. But there comes a time when you need to go public with your faith. Public saying, I belong to Jesus. I'm not asking you to go out and hold a sign on the street corner somewhere and to preach to somebody and yell at them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going public and saying, you know what? I belong to Jesus. Water baptism says, I will do that. I'm making a public confession that Jesus Christ, I have fully surrendered my life to Jesus. I invite my friends and my family to to attend, to see it. I do it in front of my church home. I do it in front of my church family because I want them to know that I'm all in. Nothing wrong with the intent of what I'm about to tell you, and I want you to get this. I know some people, maybe you were baptized as a baby. Maybe your parents baptized you as a baby. And you say, Pastor, was that right? Was it wrong? Did I need to do it again as an adult? Well, let me, let me just say this, that I believe there's no harm that came to you from being baptized as a baby, okay? So if you think your parents screwed you up, they did not, okay? But I, we do see in the Bible where no babies were ever baptized. That's not a pattern we see in the Bible. So I believe those who baptize their babies, that is more for the parents than it is for the child. That's why at Destiny we do baby dedications. We pray over our children saying, God, we give them back to you and we pray a blessing over them. And then we believe once a child reaches the age of knowing right from wrong and when they can make a conscious decision and say, I want to follow Jesus, then at that point, then they can make a decision whether or not they want to be water baptized. That's a personal decision to go public with your faith. I can't make that decision for you. You can't make it for me. Only I can make it for myself. Only you can make it for yourself. So that's why we say today, we don't baptize babies, but we do baptize our children when they are ready, if they're ready to make that decision. How are these too early? I've seen parents try to get their kids baptized before the kid could even get above the water. And I say, you know, hold just a little bit, give them a little bit of time where they're mature enough to understand, really comprehend that Jesus is Lord of their life and what they're doing is saying, telling everybody going public with their faith. Should it come at an age when, when we choose to know who Jesus is in our life? That's what makes it special. I did as a child. Should, should I do it again as an adult? And I, I would say it's a personal decision you have to make. For me personally, 
I was baptized as a, as a young child. And I can tell you, I probably did it because a lot of my other friends were doing it. And we were at a camp and you got a chance to get in the lake, you know? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna be a part. So I, even though my intent was, was good, there was no harm to happen. It wasn't until I later went through some things in my life and grow and mature, and then I experienced God's grace that I realized, wow, this is what this really means to follow Jesus. This is what his love really means. This is how he rescued, rescued me. When, see, when you experience the rescue, it changes everything. When you've experienced the rescue, you understand the fullness of God's grace. And you're like, man. So I, I remember as a, as a young adult, I said, I, I, I gotta go public. Steve, I gotta go public, man. I, people gotta know. People gotta know who I belong to, that I've made a decision to rededicate my life to the Lord, and I'm going public with my faith. I did it again as an adult. That's a decision you have to make if you want to do that. We, we, we have a lot of people who've done that here at Destiny. Remember this, the, the water doesn't save you. Only Jesus saves us. Some people think, I, I got to get in the water. I got to get saved. Listen, the water doesn't save you. It's Jesus that saves you. The water is just for my obedience to walk in a different spirit. I'm walking in a different spirit because I'm obedient to what Jesus asked us to do. It's an obedient spirit. The water itself, it has no power. I know some people think the waters have magical powers. And there's, there's no powers to the water. But the water is symbolic of what Jesus has done in my life. And there is the power. It's Jesus. Well, pastor, I, I'm working. I need to clean some things up in my life first. I'm going to do it, I promise. I want to do it, but man, I'm just, just not ready. I got some things I got to work out in my life. Let me tell you this, you'll never be clean enough on your own. I can never be clean enough on my own. You'll never be ready. I'll, I'll never be perfect. I'll never get things worked out. I'll, listen, the, the, this is what we understand. We come to Jesus as we are. We surrender as we are. Then we let Jesus clean us through the process. It's his love that cleanses me. It's his grace that forgives me and then empowers me. Empowers me to overcome sin daily in my life. It begins to break the hold of the power of sin in my life. I can't change myself on my own. So you don't wait. Cut out the excuses, guys. Let's, let's quit. You can't clean yourself up first. You come to Jesus as you are. It's he, he's the only one who cleanses us. Baptism says, I have surrendered all to Jesus, and I need his help. Do you realize Jesus walked 60 miles to be baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. Jesus walked 60 miles. That's a long ways to be baptized. Because the Bible says there was only one who was perfect. Jesus was the only one who knew no sin. The rest of us, we've all sinned and come short of God's standard. But Jesus did not sin. Yet, he walked 60 miles to be water baptized. Why did he do that? Because he was getting ready to enter into a time of public ministry. He knew he needed that, that stand, but he was also doing it so you and I would follow his example. And let me just say this. If, if Jesus walked 60 miles to be baptized, how much more do you and I need to be baptized? How much more do you and I need it? Let's go public with our faith. It's time. Cut out the excuses. Let's go public with our faith. I heard the story of a person who had 
immigrated here from the Middle East. And after being here, his, his visa had been terminated and they were trying to uh, ship him back to his country. And he was seeking to be sheltered because he was a follower of Jesus. And he knew if he went back as a follower of Jesus, he could be not only persecuted, but probably lose his life. And so he, he was seeking uh, shelter from the U.S. government when the immigration board government called and subpoenaed him to come. They were having his trial to decide whether or not he could stay here in America. And so he invited his pastor to come and his pastor was going to testify that this man was truly a follower of Jesus. So the pastor said, I went and I was like, I'm going to talk about how faithful he is, how he gives, how he serves, how he volunteers, how I've seen a change in his life, a devotion. He goes, and when I got there, I got to stand before the community. They called me up to testify for him. They only asked me one question. And this is the question the U.S. government asked me. Is this man a water baptized follower of Jesus? He goes, and I said, yes, he is. I said, okay, that's all we need. He's like, wait, I had this long speech ready to talk to him about. I had all these things I wanted to say. And the only thing the U.S. government wanted to know was, was this man a water baptized follower of Jesus? Because they knew that a lot of people come over there who are working as terrorists and they will and try to be imposter and you know, impersonate and say, yeah, I'm a Christian. And so they'll, they'll lie and say they're seeking to stay here because they are a Christian. But if they haven't been water baptized, they know they're lying. Because they think, you know what? Against their religion, they will not get water baptized in Jesus' name. It's against their religion. So even though they may say they follow Jesus, they don't really mean it unless they've been water baptized. So let me just put this out there to you. If the U.S. government says you're not a follower unless you've been water baptized, what's stopping you? Come on now. If Jesus was baptized, we need it. If the U.S. government says you're water baptized, we need it. Other religions will not baptize because they know they're against that. They know there's only one way to say you're a follower of Jesus. That's water baptism. I love what Acts 8, 36 says. Remember the eunuch who was talking about being baptized and he, he was traveling along the same road and he came to some water and he, he looked and the eunuch said, hey, look, there's water. Squirrel, look, water. Look what he says, what can stand in the way of me being baptized? I mean, and that's what I ask you today. What's standing in your way? What, what, what? Pastor, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold outside. Listen, you guys are spoiled. We got a hot water heater that's going to take care. You're going to get baptized in nice, warm water. We'll have towels waiting for you. We have you in and out discreetly. You're, I promise you, yeah, your, your hair is getting a little messed up and you're going to get a little wet. But can I tell you, Jesus went all the way to Calvary on the cross for you and I. The least we can do is go public with our faith and get a little wet, all right? It's not much to ask. We consider what Jesus did for us. It's an act of obedience. And the question is not should I, it's why wouldn't I? If I don't, then there's, there's a heart issue I have. Can I tell you, if you don't desire to be, be baptized, then you, you need to check your heart because that's what Jesus asked us to do. And I should be obedient to what he's asked of me. It's a heart issue. Can I surrender? Can I submit? Baptism is about a heart of obedience. If you love Jesus, you will go public with your stance. Just go public with it. So how do I do that, Pastor? We have QR codes on the sides. 
if you want to sign up, we're going to do it next Sunday. We're going to, we're going to baptize the people who want to be baptized. It's going to be a celebration. If you've never been at a baptism service here at Destiny, it's a celebration. We come in. We, we're going to clap for you. We're going to cheer you on. People are going to be crying. People are going to be clapping. They're going to be the same. Yeah, way to go. It's going to be an awesome awesome atmosphere. I've never seen people baptized like they do at Destiny. People get excited when people get baptized at Destiny. It's a big deal. And it's going to be a big deal. There's going to be a lot of people crying. I've been praying for you. There's a lot of people crying and celebrating with you. It's going to be an awesome experience. I promise you. You don't want to miss it if you've never been baptized. Hold up your phone to the QR codes on the side. You can go to mydestinychurch.org. Go there, sign up. It's important that you sign up. If you don't have electronics and can do that, stop by our hub in the back. Tell me you want to sign up for baptism. They'll get you signed up back there as well. The reason is we want to text you what to do this week, how to prepare for water baptism, what you need to bring, what time you need to be here, all the things you need to know to do that. All those questions will be answered when you sign up. Okay, you'll get those texts right to you, the follow through this week, what you need to do. We want you to invite your friends, your family to come out and see you making a public stand. We can't wait. I can't, we can't wait to cheer you. I can't wait to baptize you. It's going to be an awesome, awesome day of celebration next Sunday. What's stopping you? Nothing can stop my things. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for the power of the rescue. I thank you for the power of the rescue to save my life and save the people in this room. God, we thank you. We are humbled this week as we head into Thanksgiving, God for your amazing grace. We're thankful for the rescue. If you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I I need to submit my life to Jesus. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I've never done that before. And today I'm ready. And today will be an awesome day to do that. We would love to pray with you today. We're not going to do anything to single you out, I promise you. We're not going to embarrass you. But if you're ready today to make a decision, say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins, that he was resurrected on the third day. I believe in the power of what Jesus did on the cross, and I'm ready to put my faith in Jesus. I believe in him. Just raise your hand today. Say, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready right now. I'm ready to surrender my life. Thank you. Anybody else? You ready? Thank you. Anybody else? You ready? Yeah, thank you. I see hands going up everywhere. God is doing something today. Say you are recognizing the rescue that he did, the price that he paid for your rescue and my rescue. Quickly, if you didn't raise your hand, one last chance, raise it right now. Let me know if that's you. You're ready. Okay. We're going to say this prayer together. If you raise your hand, I want you to say it out loud with me. As Christians around you, we'll say it out loud with you as well. Say, dear Father, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for me. I believe he is the Messiah, God's only son. And on this day, I will follow you. On this day, I choose to follow you all the days of my life. You are Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. You made that prayer and you meant it from the bottom of your heart. You say, just welcome to the family of God. Man, there you go, putting your faith into Jesus. Come on now, this is why we're here this morning. If you raised your hand, I want to baptize you next Sunday, okay? If you didn't raise your hand, you've been saved a long time, but you say, I'm ready. I want to baptize you next Sunday. If it's your first time and you're ready, I want to baptize you next Sunday. If you've been coming for 10 years, if you're a pastor on staff, if you're a leader, I don't care. I want to, if God's moving you, I want to baptize you. And we're going to see God move in a miracle working way next week. It's going to be an awesome time.